Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, <laughs> adventures, and ghosts. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to this special Sunday night post-election episode of News Fighters. News Fighters, home of the screen of dreams. I'm your host Dylan Bain, the Anthony Green of Wacky Clips. Of course, tonight, the big story that's made shockwaves around the world. The World Health Organization has confirmed 100 cases of monkeypox in a dozen countries. No, 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 not that story, this story. Change at the top, down under. It appears the Labour Party will form Australia's new government. Australia is getting a new Prime Minister. Conservative Scott Morrison is unseated after his party loses several seats. Incoming Prime Minister Anthony Albanese promises to unite the nation after ousting the long-standing Conservative government. And speaking of overseas, nobody's happier than the French, it seems. The outgoing of Foreign Minister of France was rejoicing, still fuming over Scott Morrison's call to rip up that French submarine deal, a move he called notorious incompetence. La défaite du premier, Maurice, premier ministre Morrison me convient très bien. The translation, Scott Morrison's defeat suits him well. Anyways, in the end, it seems that Labor's ambitious election agenda resonated with voters. What was that, uh, what was that uh, agenda again? Uh, give us a crack. While the election message from Morrison and the Liberals in the dying days of their campaign, you hate me but vote for me anyway, didn't seem to work at all. You may not like everything we've done. You may not like me that much. But that's not the point. Personally, I think what uh, Morrison did in the final week of the campaign uh, probably rubbed voters the wrong way. He almost injured a child. Scott Morrison crashed tackling a young boy. This little player accidentally knocked over by the Prime Minister. He probably came off a little better than I did last night because I hit the ground with quite a thud. Should have been a penalty. And for that dangerous tackle, the Liberals get three years in the sin bin. At least. 
While riding Albanese off for most of the campaign, today the media was quite jubilant. Australia votes for change. A political earthquake. Anthony Albanese to be sworn in tomorrow as the 31st Prime Minister of Australia. And you are waking up to the news that Anthony Albanese has been elected the 31st Prime Minister of Australia. The voters have spoken and they've spoken loud. Yes, the voters have spoken loud. But what exactly did they have to say to the major parties? The primary vote tells a deeper story, the decline of both major parties, the worst result by Conservative forces since Federation, and Labor remarkably going backwards on its last dismal result to post its worst number since 1934, which means it was not the first choice of nearly seven out of ten voters. Preferences are what's pushed Labor to victory here. The two-party preferred swing at the moment is 3.5% to Labor, putting them ahead 52 to 48%. In fact, not too far off where the polls had suggested. Yes, that's right. Labor's primary vote has gone backwards, but somehow they've won the election, which means the real winner of this election was preferential voting. And yes, Anthony Albanese, what was the uh, percentage of the two-party preferred swing again? I think it's 5.4... Sorry. I'm not sure what it is. Ah, close enough. You won anyway. And, and weren't the voters enthusiastic to be out voting for their favourite parties on Saturday? Two leaders mm-hmm. they, they, they couldn't row a boat without, you know, without tipping it over. Not one of them are even looking at doing anything to help anyone. No, it's not only the current government. It's, it's, it's all parties. They're not that great when you look at the quality of the people there. There's too many politicians. I'm only interested in one victory today, and that's... Dragons later on the Sarvo. Just got to get in and vote. It's a democratic requirement. Honestly, I'm just here to vote, so I don't, I don't, I don't get, um, I don't get fine. Yes, all those people sounded like they really didn't want to be out voting. Just like Channel 10's Peter Van Onselen, who forgot to vote. And <laughs> done for us, which is fantastic. Sandra, I just realised I forgot to vote. What? What? Yeah, I have to pay the fine. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yes, when it came time to pick a side this election, Channel 10's Peter Van Onselen chose the side of crime. Meanwhile, all the people at the polls who admitted to voting Liberal sounded super enthusiastic for their ambitious policy agenda. Not that political, yeah. Yeah, Not that political? Yeah. How are you going to determine who you're going to vote for? Um, I usually vote Liberal. Oh, I voted for Liberal. And why is that? Oh, I don't know. I just... They're already in, they're already in now. Might as well keep them. I voted for Liberal. Um, yeah. You, who you vote I also for? voted for Liberal. Yeah. But that's just because my family's voted for them. That's the same with me. But of course, the main reason most Australians show up to the polls on Saturday isn't to vote. No, 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 no. It's to get a delicious meat sausage. Sure, the fate of the nation hangs in the balance, but something else major is going on today, and that is the sausage sizzles right around the country as Australians try to decide exactly how they like their democracy sausages. Definitely worth coming out to vote for for a democracy sausage. Democracy sausage. Sausage, it was great. Does uh, onion go on top or on the bottom? I think we'd say on the bottom, yeah, for safety reasons. Where do you put the onion? Um, I like it on top. If I get a sausage, do I have to eat it from the side or can I eat it the normal way? I strongly suggest you just eat it the normal way because you'll get a lot of flack if you bite it from the side. (laughs) What is your favourite part of the election? Sausages! But it wasn't just sausage lovers winning out this election, it was also the Greens and independents. And there'll be a powerful crossbench with voters putting more independents and Greens MPs into Parliament than ever before. And for the Greens their best election result ever. The big winners of the night were the Teal Independents and the Greens, who will lift the number on the crossbench in Parliament from six to a likely 
2015. This election didn't just change a government, it was a green slide. Wow, hard to believe a country that's been constantly either on fire or neck deep in water for the last three years finally voted for more action on climate change, but there you go. And of course, according to Clive Palmer, this election result means we're in for an economic apocalypse. Obviously a big emphasis will now be on climate change. What does that mean for business? Well, it really means the devastation of most of Australia's business and pr production and our exports. And it certainly is a grave concern for the coal industry, uh, for energy, and also for um, our farming industries. It's Clive Palmer on Sky News there, where he also gave a hint about uh, what the next big conspiracy theory is. His United Australia Party is going to be pushing the next three years. Controversy today, uh, you had problems in Petrie, and of course Craig Kelly, yeah. your leader, also copped uh, well, was, stuff from the ACC. Tell us about it. It was very disappointing, The um, some of the AC. Uh, um, AEC officials took home the votes with them when they went home to their house and uh, play, were playing around with them. We've got it all on video and our, our candidate followed them home. So it's a bit of a worry when you think the AEC is tampering with votes. Yes, of course Clive Palmer's going to say the election was stolen from him. He spent $100 million and all he got is a bunch of crappy billboards that always got graffitied over. Now onto the election night TV coverage. And as always, there was a lot of live crosses with bad audio. Yeah, look, this is the best outcome we've reached. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're having a very bad audio issue there with Trent Zimmerman, so we can't hear what he was saying. And you can tell the results were more or less unexpected because even Anthony Green got flustered, even more than usual. Uh, let's go over to Anthony Green, who can take us through some of the results in Queensland. Uh, that's news to me, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll factor in a few more... Sorry, I hit the wrong button. First time all night I've hit the wrong button, but there you go. <laughs> Currently, the Greens are on track to win Richmond. Uh, no, that's not correct. Actually... <laughs> well, well, Galt, I think there's been some confusion here. <laughs> well, you know, it's been a very complex night when even Anthony Green's brain has been stretched. And it's also not election night without a bunch of overly ambitious or just plain stupid calls at the beginning of the night, like this one from the Coalition's Jane Hume. This is going to be an historic Liberal victory, Liberal national victory, I should <laughs> calling say. It early. I'm calling, calling it early. early. I'm calling it early. I'm and this one from Nationals leader Barnaby Joyce, who was sure that things were just about to swing back their way. I, I think you're going to be in for a big surprise. I think that their pollsters have got it wrong again. I think that people keep their views to themselves. And over a nine, two-time election loser Labor's Bill Shorten wouldn't say whether Albanese had had a good campaign until he'd seen the results. Bill Shorten, has this been a good campaign by Anthony Albanese? Absolutely, but let's be, let's just say it straight here because the viewers can work it out. What defines a good campaign is if you win or lose. And if Labor wins, then it's a good campaign. And if Labor we loses... Ran a, we ran a great campaign last time, but we lost. So at the end of the day... <laughs> also a nine, former future Liberal leader Julie Bishop had some hard-hitting questions about Labor's agenda for Bill Shorten. Bill, I have got a text here. I've got to share it with you. I mean, this is breaking news. Chloe wants to know, what are you getting her for her birthday tomorrow? Tomorrow. <laughs> um, I want you to announce well, it on it's national a labor, TV. It's a, labor it's a surprise. <laughs> I have got it something, though. Uh, it is a surprise. Well, it's going to be you in government, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I'm sure that'll please her too. <laughs> if your wife hates you being a minister, why does she marry you? This doesn't sound like it's going to work, Bill Shorten. Meanwhile, over on the ABC, a former future 
Labor leader Tanya Plibersek seemed uh, somewhat deflated that Albo seemed to be winning. Tanya, what are you what are you thinking? Yeah, no. look, I, there's still quite a few on our too close to call list. Yep. So um, you could probably say yay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> feeling so much are gay you happy, inside. Tanya? I can't are tell you, you how much gay there is in here. <laughs> just trying not to get ahead of ourselves. Yes, you can just see her dreams of Tanya 2025 flying out the window. And over on Channel 7, they hired Christopher Pine to be on their panel for some reason, who, as always, just talked complete nonsense filler to fill in the airtime. I mean, I, I kind of thought you might with the Greens have an, a, a, the, the majority in the Senate, but I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, the Senate takes longer to count, That's obviously. True. I've yeah. only just had having a quick look at it. I'm searching for something to talk about other than the fact that the Labor Party won the election. And it wouldn't be election night without some truth bombs, and the best one was from Simon Birmingham over in the ABC, who threw Scott Morrison's captain's pick of transphobic candidate Catherine Deves under the bus. You think it's have been disendorsed? Um... Well, it would have been far preferable if she'd not been endorsed in the first place. Should she have been disendorsed? Um, in hindsight, yes, uh, because that would have cauterised the issue during the campaign. In the lesson to be learned is that very important lesson. Australians respect others. Australians are tolerant of diversity. And of course the Liberals are embracing tolerance and respect now because they don't want to get kicked while they're down. And it looks like Treasurer Josh Frydenberg has lost his seat, but that didn't stop him from trying to take credit for saving the economy during the COVID pandemic. A grown man came up to me and just burst into tears. And he said just thank you. He said thank you for saving my small business. Thank you for saving my staff. We couldn't have done it without JobKeeper and all the other economic support you provided. And that man's name was Jerry Harvey. And then he bought me a yacht. But of course, the biggest concession speech of the night was from outgoing Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Sorry, I just want to say that again. Outgoing Prime Minister Scott Morrison, uh, who returned to a theme uh, from his victory speech three years ago. Three years ago, I stood before you and I said I believed in miracles. I still believe in miracles. There's another great miracle which I want to give thanks for tonight. And that miracle is Job's website, seek.com.au. Yes. In fact, I uh, think I have a clip here of uh, Scott Morrison scrolling through seek.com.au later in the week. Um, That's not my job. That's not my job. It's not my job to do that. Morrison, of course, took one last chance to thank aspirational voters. That's what I wish for them. That's what I wish for this country, that Australians will always be able to realise the aspirations that they have for themselves and for their family and their community. Aspiration was also a theme that Anthony Albanese talked up in uh, his victory speech an hour later, but with a slightly different twist. It says a lot about our great country that the son of a single mum who was a disability pensioner who grew up in public housing down the road in Camperdown... can stand before you tonight as Australia's Prime Minister. And I hope there are families in public housing watching this tonight. Because I want every parent to be able to tell their child, no matter where you live or where you come from, in Australia the doors of opportunity are open to us all. I want to find that common ground where together we can plant our dreams. To unite around our shared love of this country, 
our shared faith in Australia's future, our shared values of fairness and opportunity and hard work and kindness to those in need. Wow, after 10 years of Liberal government, I'm used to aspiration just being like tradies wanting a third investment property. I'm not not used to it applying to everyone, Albo. This is, this is going to take a bit of getting used to. And after Albanese's very inspiring aspiration and opportunities for everyone speech, Liberal Senator Holly Hughes on 10 was like, boo. Uh, what do you think of our new Prime Minister? Well, not much, and I must say that, and I didn't think much of it before him. I didn't think much of him before tonight, and I'm yet to see something that makes me think any more of him. Uh, he's got three years now to prove to the country that uh, he will be across his briefs, he'll remember the detail, he'll represent the country uh, so that we can be proud. Geez, a simple congratulations would have sufficed. Can someone tell Holly Hughes the uh, election campaign's over and she can actually stop attacking her opponents for five seconds, if that's okay? So with Morrison stepping down and Josh Frydenberg gone, what's next for the Liberal Party? Josh Frydenberg's loss almost guarantees Peter Dutton will take over as the next Liberal leader. Former Defence Minister Peter Dutton is the early favourite to become opposition leader. Yes, but Peter Dutton actually sounded kind of excited for Albanese winning. We have uh, incredible days ahead of us. And so what can we expect from the coalition and opposition? Well... According to National Senator Matt Canavan, they actually need to go more hardline and right-wing and denialist on climate change. When we make climate change an environmental issue, as we have done by signing up to net zero, we lose, including in the city seats. When we make it an economic issue, which we did in 2010, 2013 and 2019, we win and we also win in the inner city seats. Because once you surrender, once you surrender to the Greens and say, yeah, net zero is the right destination, then you're just arguing about the timing. Meanwhile, over on Sky News, Rowan Dean reckons that the reason the coalition lost because they were too left-wing. We will see our living standards crushed, our livelihoods damaged, our cultural institutions devastated, our kids' future prosperity decimated because, despite every warning we gave you, Scott Morrison and the bedwetters betrayed their conservative base. And then they all lost their seats. Yes, of course. That's exactly what happened. And then the day after the election, Scott Morrison had some guests over to Kirribilli House for some commiseration drinks. And you'll never guess what they were. Wife Jenny was looking more upbeat, appearing with a tray of margaritas. Yes, even in moments of loss. His heart is still in Hawaii. And so with hypocritical, lying, two-faced, worst Prime Minister in my lifetime, Scott Morrison stepping down, I know what you're asking. Is there going to be any comedy in the leadership of Prime Minister Anthony Albanese? Well, I'll let the clips speak for themselves. What we see is a foreign policy failure on our doorstep. The bloke's a tool. This has been fully costed by the parliamentary bit. bit uh, this government couldn't run a choco vine up a back fence. And the Scott Morrison will we'll meet them on the beaches, we'll meet them on the phone hookups. That's his idea of war footy. In America, they devote a rock formation to their presidents at Mount Rushmore. If they were going to ma- devote a rock formation to this mob, it would be called the Bungle Bungles. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite 
of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Alrighty, everyone, that's News Fighters for today. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. That's the election done, and that's News Fighters done for a little while. I'm actually taking a break and the show is going on hiatus. I'm going to be rolling out best ofs and repeats in the podcast feed. But if you'd like the show to come back in a sustainable way, I'd like to hear from you about what you like about the show and what works and what doesn't. So I've set up an anonymous survey uh, and the link is in the show notes and uh, it'll also be on our social media. So feel free to weigh in and uh, tell me what I should do with this thing I've also spent three years doing and now I don't know what to do with, a bit like Scott Morrison with the Prime Ministership. Anyways, that's it for now. Uh, There's going to be a bonus election wrap episode uh, on the Patreon uh, for our Patreon supporters. Uh, You can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. Uh, If you want to know about the future of our show, uh, please, um, or you want more info on the survey, please sign up for our free newsletter at newsfighters.com. Thanks to everyone who's been listening during the election campaign and the last three years. Uh, It's been uh, my absolute pleasure and hopefully I'll be back uh, at some point in the future. Keep fighting and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. The Black's a tool. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.